0: We are back yeah. on page exactly. 51 yes oh i'm
1: gene you are and you are I, it's at this point it's hard to remember yeah i'm bill we're here reading read are responsibly responsibly on page 51
0: can you sing a little bit, bit of i'm, just, I'm a bill.
1: just a bill yes i'm only a bill and i'm sitting here on capitol hill no, I well that. it's yeah, okay. a long long way to the capital city a long long way while I'm sitting in committee, but I know I'll be a law someday, day. At least I hope and pray that I will. Okay. But today, how, how, do I I turn am still just how do I turn it bell. off? How do I turn it I off? How do I turn it off? That's come to the end of the song.
0: Alright. Page fifty one. <laughs> <laughs> Top on page fifty one. Still one of my favorite lines, even looking at it a half hour later. Yes, which one? But it is attached to my head. But it is attached to my there head. There's a whole conversation just, just in, <laughs> yep. that, in that line. Yep. We don't usually do that as well.
1: That's good. That's good minimalism when you don't even have to write the first line. It is.
0: Okay. And bottom of 51 was a story.
1: Which is to say a real thing that happened. A real
0: thing that happened. Where I just decided that I didn't have to go up and confront a guy about his rule, rule-breaking behavior.
1: Because it would be personally threatening to you. (laughs) Well,
0: I just I sense danger. My my spider sense was tingling. I stand by that decision. I I think it's okay to make a call like that once in a while. It it, it's probably not, you know, good for society or anything, but it was right for me.
1: On page fifty two, we talk about this in our in our banned books talk, which is called How to Ban a Book. But there was a time when a guy came up to you and wanted wanted to he he wanted to challenge the existence of the magazine Lowrider Lowrider in the library.
0: Yep. I kind of took him aside, and I, I talked to him about why Lowrider was there, and I admitted that I was the person who had bought it for the collection, that it was in the YA collection, not just in our library, but in, in YA collections all over the country basically, and that his chances of getting it removed from our library were actually zero. But I told him what I told him all the steps he could go through and how unsatisfying it would be.
1: Well, and the reason he challenged it is because there's always a bikini-clad maiden on the cover.
0: All I ever noticed is the cars, Bill.
1: Uh, you just read for the articles. I
0: just read him, Yeah. <laughs> I just want tips about how to chrome my handlebars on my
1: bike. Um, but the the point is that it's like it's actually useful. Like the 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 actual uh, content of the magazine and the advertising. Like there's a whole demographic that really for the ad- word
0: inspiring, Bill.
1: Okay. I don't know how useful it I is. I think you're going against the, the theme of your <laughs> of your conversation with him.
0: I am. What was the what was the story? Oh, so, so 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 that was the story there. And then the story in the next one was uh, the total eclipse of the hearts Strip, the third one down. Yep. Fifty two. Was that an interesting story? No. It wasn't. No, I saw a guy bumping "Total Eclipse of the Heart." <laughs> That's all a, you need to know. In a convertible.
1: So Gene calls me
0: p- like it was the greatest story ever. Gene calls me or up and he
1: Gene calls me up one time and he's watching uh, MTV and he's watching "Pimp My Ride" and he's like, "I just had a brainstorm. Pimp My Book Cart.'" And I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about?" He's like, "This would be this would be the ultimate library program where they would take a book card and they would turn into this cool thing." And we argued for a while and he convinced me and and we ended up doing this this sequence, which includes my the greatest drawing I've ever made of the of the pimped book card on page fifty three. And then like halfway through the week we started getting emails from people. We got like a dozen emails from various libraries, various YA program runners at libraries saying, I'm totally gonna do this program at my library. And we're like, Okay. Awesome. Send yeah. us the pictures. Send us the pictures. We'll you know what? We did a blog post. We said, if you wanna do this, send us your pictures, we'll give you a prize. And so like a month or two later the deadline hit
0: and true story, we've never had a
1: good idea since. That's true, that was our best story ever. And we got, you know, we we'd gotten like 12 original uh inquiries. So we got 12 entries, and then we got 12 more and 12 more. We ended up getting over 100 entries of of book cards, which were amazing. And that turned into an annual tradition for 5 years.
0: And for every for every 10 entries we got, we got one angry email about what bill?
1: About the word pimp. Yes. Because we were but Bill, what is, what does the word pimp mean? It means so many things. Anyway, so people, I mean, people don't like that word, but and that's fine. You don't have to like that word. You don't even have to like our use of that word, although we are obviously just doing a parody of something else. But the amazing thing is people who who outright accused us of, of making life worse, of basically advocating sexual trafficking and making life worse for women, and you know, I think that's an extreme position is what I would say about you think about that's that? extreme, though? I believe that's an extreme position.
0: Uh, bottom of 53 is one of my favorite sequences where Lambert, our resident homeless guy, holds marketing seminars it's it's the beginning of the sequence where he holds marketing seminars for people who are who have the cardboard signs inspired by the real life signs i see at the off ramp or the on ramp
1: and i don't know about you but i mean i feel like a conversation i get involved with or at least here once in a while is this sort of conspiracy theory about people with signs that they're all going somewhere and and colluding and and exchanging information and like selling their places by the highways and like there must be some sort of subculture
0: well, there's kind of a little mafia in my neighborhood. I have to yeah. say, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like like, 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 there's a group of guys
0: who control one intersection and they chase off anybody who's not there. I exactly, just stand there and scream at people. I don't think because it's because it's
1: because obviously there's income to be made there. It's yeah. a valuable piece of real estate. It is.
0: It is. Uh, Did I talk about the guy who I saw who uh, wears a suit and a tie and stands no? out there like he's he's run out of gas? No, he, he has a gas can. And no, a, well, that I mean,
1: that's certainly one of the schemes.
0: Well, he's brilliant at it. Yeah. But he has this whole thing where he's just like he just looks like he's just out of his mind. He's smacking his forehead and he's, you know. Oh, I, 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 I'm late for my meeting I at believed, Facebook. I believed it until I saw him at five different offerups, oh, yeah, having the same.
1: I'm just pitching my channel. new internet startup, and I have to get yes. there. Yes. And I just have to emphasize that the third tip in page fifty-four, of the background is one of one one of the many great read posters we have at Unshelved, which is O.J. says read. Because, you know. You get, you get the funniest people doing read posters, and then later on, it turns out they're not the best people. And
0: we tried we try to remember the Wall of Shame before, and now we're going to do a terrible, terrible job at remembering it again. Britney Spears. Mel
1: Gibson. Mel Gibson. What, what's wrong oh, with Oh, and, and... Hold on, hold on.
0: And, and, what's wrong with Britney Spears? What's, well, what's it, the shame there? It, well, no, it's not, wrong, it's not wrong anymore, but it was oh. wrong for that brief period of time when she was like, kind of, like, really low, right? Had And shaved yeah. her head and everything else. And it was, it's the woman who, the athlete, who was caught juicing. I can't remember what her name was. A woman? Yeah. Yeah, the young woman, the young track and field star. I can't remember her name now. Okay, that's what it was. Another juice reference.
1: And on page and she did a read poster. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she's running. So so essentially, all the libraries have to like take these things down and put them in the basement. But maybe they'll be cool again and look them back up again.
0: They're never going to be as cool as my REM read poster, though.
1: Let's zip ahead.
0: No, I want to. I want to talk about the uh, (coughs) page fifty-five.
1: Let's zip ahead to page fifty-five.
0: Thanks, man. Page 55, uh, based on a conversation with my boss in which I tried to explain to her that we could ban cell phones but you could basically talk on anything now. This is when VoIP was still uh, very young and then I proved to her that I I could basically make a phone call on my DS. And she was very disturbed. Oh, could you do that? That's yeah, cool. Kind of, yeah. like after after a fashion. I can't remember exactly how. Not it, a very good one. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't excellent. <laughs> it was but like well, a walkie-talkie, right? Yeah, but she was like, she was freaked out. I, I took a DS to this other side of the room and, like, you know, talk to somebody else.
1: Well, and that's that's the problem with policies. Policies is inherently specific. Yes. I guess if it's if it's very broad, then well, anyway, it's a whole, there's a whole interesting conversation about policy there. Yep. I really love the top of page 56. It's a, it's a wonderful sort of Mel thing. She says, our, our new cell phone's policy is a big success. And you hear all this noise, and Dewey says, define success. And she says, no bloodshed. And then in the background, oh, my arm. It's I, so beautiful.
0: See, I love the jousting one. I you, lo- you love the jousting one? I do. I, I think I just learned it's funny. Thing, that I can play joust the old video game, the old coin-op video game, on a MAME machine. And uh, this was right around the same time that Civic Science Center in Seattle... Had this giant video game exhibit, uh. and so I would just go there and play video games <laughs> all the time because that's science apparently uh, when they need to make money. So
1: well, and eventually you and Ernie Klein played Joust together. We did at, yeah. uh, at Comic Con. He beat after... your butt. No, I destroyed no? him. No, really? He's terrible.
0: He's terrible yeah. at Joust, despite despite the role it plays in uh, Ready Player well, One. That's that. There you go. He was terrible. He he admitted to me he was terrible, but oh. but I think it was brilliant marketing that uh, the folks at Random House yep. had brought had a machine there had brought a Joust machine into yeah. Comic Con. That's one
1: of my favorite author interviews we ever did.
0: It was fun. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. And it hadn't quite hit big yet, so we were still like kind of, kind of there at the beginning of something. So that was—I have
1: to say—that was um, that, and maybe one other interview. There's, there's, I interviewed maybe like a dozen authors, and once in a while I'll have a really good interview and be like, "That was great." Maybe we're friends now, but it turns out we're not. <laughs> they're just really good interviews, you, you know, and not in a bad way. Like not like that—they're being mean, but like they can't be friends with everyone they have a nice interview with. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I like like I, I feel like I feel like there are people I see over and over again. Like I feel like Gene Yang. Just because my name is Gene, Gene's always like, "Hey, Gene!" I'm like,
1: "Gene!" And like, you know. Well, that's that's you have you have the foundation for a strong relationship. Exactly. You have the same exactly. Name.
0: Yeah, my fake name. Hey, Gene.
1: <laughs> Don't tell him it's not your real name. That'll be. the I end have of it. already. No. have oh. Already
0: copied. I didn't want him. You know what? I was so worried. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want him to find out later. I was so worried he would that find that out later. That your whole later. that your
1: whole relationship was a sham. That it's
0: my middle name. He would be like, "Oh wait, what? You're not a Gene? I am a Gene, man. I'm kind of a Gene. I want to be a Gene. My daddy was a Gene."
1: <laughs> Page. What, 58?
0: I like Randy being attacked by the small dog on 57. That's a nice scene, isn't it?
1: It's, it's okay. This, and like, it's, it's just sort of a funny thing, the dog in midair. <laughs> and then That little dog in midair, and somehow Randy's on the floor on the yes, next page.
0: Yes, yes. Randy's easy to take down. Now, yeah, 58. That
1: was a nice thing about uh, uh, service dogs. It was okay. Service animals. So I, I will say that what happened was we got complaints from people about our treatment to service animals. But in accordance with the law and such things, not anyone with a service animal... Only people complaining on behalf of people with service animals. Is that true? Which is always the case. That's and then we got true. a couple of emails from people with service animals thinking they were hilarious. <laughs> that is true. A and that is always the case. On behalf of other people. On behalf there. of other people. Always. Yes. Always. The White Knight thing. <sighs>
0: you, mean, you mean the Christopher Lambert film, White Knights? That's what I was talking about. With Tom Scarec- exactly my reference. It's fantastic. It, you know what? That was filmed on Bainbridge Island. Yep.
1: Page 59.
0: Are you gesturing to the book like I shouldn't have a Christopher Lambert digression? Yeah. I'm not
1: saying no. Dude, no, no I'm not saying yes. That's
0: what podcasts are for. Is Christopher Lambert digressions? All right, all right, okay. Where are we at? Oh, the graphic novel hating lady
1: on fifty-eight. Yes, she's not the only one. She's not. People who read graphic novels should be ashamed.
0: Is that true? I'm so ashamed. Suddenly, uh,
1: they're out there. We actually we do it. We do a bunch of. Uh, we do a talk called Graphic Novels from the Inside, which is sort of like the insider cartoonist uh, take on graphic novels for libraries. And whenever we give the talk, I always do a little uh, raise of hands on the audience just to see. And there's always some people who are like experts. I mean, they, f- they know far more about the subject than I do. And those people are interested. And then some people are curious. And I say, like Now who, raise your hand if you think graphic novels are a tool of Satan. And there's always one or two. And they do it very unapologetically.
0: Yeah, yeah. They just raise their hands right yep,
1: up. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And almost always, I would say, by the end of our talk, those people have been converted to some degree. I hope so.
0: Or, or, or they're too polite to say they aren't.
1: But I really respect the fact that they own it at the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the, the little pitch there for Desolation Jones. Oh, where's that? It's it's on Fifty Nine. Oh, thank you for it's the second. The pointing second that spin. out, I wanted to. Yeah, a drug addict ex spy tracks down pornography starring Adolf Hitler. That is the greatest like one sentence.
1: <laughs> That's a good Hollywood pitch.
0: <laughs> That's, you, you know you know when when we just did the pitches in these comics. They had to be so tight. Well, what's that. interesting
1: about this one is this one happened after we started doing book clubs. So this was, this was less about trying to do a, a book talk and more about making the joke. Like in this one, the joke sort of was mm-hmm. that it's a horrific book talk and, you know, probably I should say out of a child's hands.
0: My favorite thing is, is knowing more about the graphic novels that are in a bookstore than the bookstore apparently knows. <laughs> because of where they them. Yeah. I used to go in and tell them. I used to go into like Barnes and Noble and, and say, Hey, you, you really don't want this in the kids section. And I would go back and I'd always be there still and I'd yeah. be like, Oh don't care. All right. well whatever.
1: Yeah, they're getting paid eight dollars an
0: hour or whatever. Yeah. Then on fifty nine, it's Merv with the transcription machine. It's a
1: nice arc. The course I I cor- free machine, it. right? And it's a nice arc because he <laughs> goes around and transcribes the conversations that people have loudly in libraries and posts them to his blog and it immediately has a chilling effect.
0: Nobody wants to talk in the library. Nobody anymore. wants to talk.
1: And I have, I, I just love this particular thing, but uh, the second strip on page 60. Oh, says, I love that too. What's going on? I think they call it silence. It's golden. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I've heard, sto- I've heard stories of quiet libraries, but I thought it was a myth. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we were on. We were on that day. We were. All right, 61, I got nothing. You got one on 61?
1: I, I, guess, I guess I just have to read this out loud, because it's, it's wonderful. Because Colleen has written a novel for uh, NaNoWriMo, and it starts off, Here's the first chapter. It's where we meet the heroine Moira, a smart but sexy plus-size reference librarian with a dark secret. Like, who doesn't want to read that book? Do we have a title for this book? Mm, no. Maybe I should
0: write that. Maybe, that. maybe that should be my next novel. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> what, was, what was Colleen's uh, pen name? Didn't we give her one? No. Do we know what Colleen's last name is? No. Oh. Ah. No. Oh, all right. I may do that yet.
1: Okay. Um, I also really like the second strip on page 62 where she's done. And he's like, but the month isn't over yet. She says, it's just 50,000 words. And he says, yeah, but they have to be in a certain order. (laughs) I think it's a good line. In 63, the account... Oh, past us was so funny. Huh? Past us is so funny. Past us? Yeah, the past versions of us, as opposed to the the, the bitter, unfunny old men that we are now. Oh come on, we're All fine. Right. Uh, hey, age sixty three.
0: Sixty three. The accountant comes in. Uh, there was an accountant where I used to work, and yeah, so did,
1: some did some version of this happen.
0: No, but everybody was so afraid of the accountant, like they would always invoke the accountant because the till would be off by like twenty cents. Mm-hmm. Like if the till was off by twenty cents, there would be just panic in the library, like somebody had lifted the twenty cents out of the out of the till, and it was like just put the twenty cents back, man years yeah. ago
1: i was i was briefly in a fraternity in college and uh, i was the treasurer i was the only person sober enough that they trusted to do treasurer and and we had had a situation where somebody had given us a check and like it was like a check was like for 1005 but it got transcribed as 1050 so it's off by like 45 cents so so the the check as i wrote it was or, or as as we received it was right but the but the bank sort of got it wrong i went and complained about it and they're like yeah it's 45 cents <laughs> and it was just so i was just I hated it so much that it was often it was completely beyond my power and I had to go make an adjustment for 45 cents and they were completely unimpressed with that.
0: I love when I go into our accountant's office to do our taxes at the end of the year and she's like, oh, that, don't don't even worry about that. Yep. That's nothing. Yep. We'll figure it out.
1: Yep. 64? Oh, 63, just a good line on 63, the, the end of the third strip. Dewey has yet again solved a problem for Mel and says, I've told you before, if you just let me do what I'm good at, your life would be easier. I think it's a great line. You think that? I think it's a beautiful sort of Dewey and Mel moment. And Mel says, I can't decide if that's an offer or a threat. That's it's clearly basis. an offer.
0: That's kind of the basis of the relationship. It it's is. Like, all right, 64.
1: But she can't recognize it. Like, th- th- she has to sort of be in denial about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's learned over the years to use him kind of, as he is a little bit more. Yes. 64, it's the people who tear the book in half and then have to pay for it. It's hard to tear a book in half. It is. It's a lot of strength. Yeah, you're, you're apparently meant for each other. Yeah, that's the conclusion we come to. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 65. He needs that picture ID to get a library card, and he just keeps pulling all this stuff out of his uh, bag. That's, and, and
1: each one tests something horrible that's about all, himself. It's all
0: horrific. I loved it. Divorce <laughs>
1: like, decree, bankruptcy filing, lab, lab test results. results. <laughs> He, and Dewey gives him a library card and Torres says none of those had pictures and he says ah who'd pretend to be him I love. I. I, I like, who'd people, steal that guy's identity I had people
0: pull things out of their like out of their, out of their purse or their, their pocket that's just like nobody else would ever have in a million years you know and like you, you're like I still can't give you one buddy you don't you know it doesn't have a picture on it come on just give it up
1: at the bottom of 65 oh the
0: woman's uh, she's lost a book and she has to pay for it she's mad right
1: yeah Dewey has a good line and the woman says, you're making things up. And Mel says, no, we have a specialist for that. And he says, I need to miss work tomorrow. Grandma's having her Six Semper Tyrannus removed.
0: What's Six Semper Tyrannus?
1: That's what, uh, oh, I blanked on it now. The guy who shot Abraham Lincoln. John Wilkes Booth? John Wilkes Booth cried. Six Semper Tyrannus. Don't suffer a, whatever, a tyrant Irish.
0: to live. Wow. Yep. On the next page, sixty-six is my favorite. Like, so the woman doesn't want to pay for the processing, all the extra fees. Like, I lost a six-dollar book at the library one time. And I had to pay twenty-five dollars for it because of all the uh-huh. processing costs. Yeah. Which I know is somewhat true, but I also know it's
1: somewhat BS. Just because they're essentially putting some 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 overhead on it.
0: A, a lot of it. A lot of it's done off site now that was the old days like mm. when, when people had to do that where
1: well, they're actually paying someone on staff yes, to do it their time.
0: now stuff. now like receiving is pretty quick yeah I, w- I was so irritated and i basically had this fantasy that you could just like with a barcode scanner and like a printer and everything else you could you could basically clone the book right yeah and like like as long as you had that that barcode on there yeah it would slip right in right past the gates i always wanted to do it never did
1: well that's what that's what our comic strip is for I'll let you live your fantasies out loud you have really really uninteresting lame fantasies yes <laughs> yes
0: yeah. Thank
1: you, sir. Uh, and bottom of page sixty-six, we finally got to use the word bibliolithic. We did. I think that was after we had come yes. up with, with the idea. Yes. Sixty-seven. This is a weird sequence.
0: It is, but I kind of like it. It like it, I like how it starts with it's the computer word.
1: asked me if I had been saved. That's right. And it all goes downhill from there.
0: <laughs> yep. Suddenly, it's a miracle. Like like the Holy Spirit's there, and then look. I, I love I love at the bottom when uh, they're all watching the computer, the holy computer, and Merv comes up and behold, Plays video game. behold a child. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing some shooter And they're trying to figure out Their religious significance <laughs> I love that Oh the, the job coach is back on 68 and 69 Yeah
1: and there's a nice turn At the bottom of 68 Where uh, the guy's trying to train Dewey And it turns out Dewey knows Dewey's knows more about him And then they switch positions Like that's a nice little twist there
0: See I like on 69 When they're when they're in the training And Dewey meets Beatrice uh-huh. And then they just leave <laughs> they're, they're basically um, Slackers Finding a partner They yes. take off and go get coffee Yes and then bottom of 69 must be my birthday. Uh, it's Do we answer a reference question? Maybe.
1: I'm not sure it's official by then.
0: You don't, you don't think so? I'm not sure yeah. when that kicks in. No, I think it is, because you actually reference it later on in this book.
1: OK. So I don't know if you, you noticed, but at the top of 70, something changes visually because I moved to a larger font size. And of course, I wasn't using a font, which just means I'm now lettering bigger. Nope. But I think either someone had complained or I was getting a little unhappy with how hard it was to read the strips when reduced to, to web size. But it's kind of jarring, um, and I think I, I moved to bigger font size. But I didn't switch to a thicker. It should I should have had a slightly thicker pen at mm. that point. Anyway, it took a while to settle down. But it, it like it takes my wa- my eyes now a little bit time to adjust to the new size.
0: I can really see the dots in this book a little bit. Like this
1: can... one, so so I I, I mean in, in publishing books, I went through times when I was. Explicitly creating halftones like I did in this one, mm-hmm. and then at some point I just gave up and let the publisher do it. And, and I guess in the early days, the advice I'd been given is do it yourself because you can't trust their—it's called ripping. Their you their their, their the way grays, of to create the grays basically. to create the grays. And then eventually, our, our printer explicitly said, "You should just let us do this because we have really great software that can take a PDF and." Because it, it's it. basically
0: a solid gray now, right? It's it. not.
1: It's just very high resolution. Hmm. It's not a solid gray because that would imply well, that they're no putting solid, down gray, different in yeah, colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's very fine resolution, and they do a great job of it. Um, so, so maybe my information was just a little bit behind the technology of the day. Mm-hmm. Certainly, my life got a lot easier when I when I let the printer do it.
0: So, uh, page seventy is the woman with. She wants the library card for her dog. No, she wants. She wants the some reading prize for the dog, basically. Right, she wants the free book. She's such a great reader. I have nothing to say about that, year.
1: No, but, but Dewey gives her a nice lecture where he says she has a point. And, like, of course, that, that just kills, this is at the top of 71, that just kills Mel. Like, she, Mel finally got a solid no. She finally gave a patron a solid no, and Dewey, like, I don't know, I think she had a point. So that'll teach Mel. She never gives anyone a solid no after that, I don't think. And page seventy-two. I, I like seventy-one. I it's like—I
0: like the patron walking in with a stinky book, asking if you want to win. I just—I never saw it. Still waiting for it.
1: There's a beautiful moment on seventy-two, the third panel, where Colleen's wearing—Colleen's listening to an MP3 player, and it's—you know—this is the last thing she would ever do because she hates technology. And then it turns out at the end, it's because her daughter gave it to her. She loves her daughter. It's very sweet. I, I, see, my, one of my
0: favorites is the top of seventy-two, where it's just blank—the blank word. Blank <laughs> That's good. It's a good one. I do like it.
1: It's a nice reveal.
0: See, and here's me, Gene Ambon, the evolution of an artist. Yep. And you say specifically that on my birthday we do jokes about toilets.
1: Yeah, no, I guess we were doing it right then. I, okay. We just don't call it out. No, we didn't really. Call okay. It out. Man, look at that. Huh? Better? It gets better? I don't know, man. And you have settled into a nice, a nice vibe. This year's was this year's was oh. actually really great. Oh. All right. Next next page.
0: Is, is it obvious enough that, that Dewey is getting out Mylar balloons of his head?
1: No, nothing is obvious enough for a while. <laughs> it's, it's many years until the birthday strip is obvious enough. But you get credit for trying. Uh, you can get credit I, think,
0: for trying. I think you can actually tell that that's a bookshelf, though. There's <laughs> a certain bookshelf Close. quality
1: about it. All right. 74,
0: some kind of disaster that hit the library?
1: Yes, wind. There's a windstorm. 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 Yep.
0: Yep, and my favorite part is that Dewey just decides it's not worth the trouble of entering in who's checked things out and just tells people to bring them back in a few weeks at the bottom of the Which is very pragmatic. It is. Yeah, it is.
1: I just found a book sitting at my desk, which is part of the, what's the collection called where they don't check it in or check it out? It's just, it's just a book they have and they will hand it to you. You talk about this in one of our talks about the about the Da Vinci Code thing.
0: No, 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 that's different. They actually check those out. Oh, they do. That, that's a browsing collection. That doesn't oh. live in any library. Oh, okay.
1: So that's a browsing collection.
0: I think the thing you're talking about. That's a reading copy. Is that what Seattle Public does? Yeah. Like they just have some books you can just take. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and then they're just like, just bring it back when you're done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they have a sticker on them or something, right? They do. They have a sticker.
1: Yeah. I should probably bring that. The back. Sticker of shame. <laughs> I should probably bring it back. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything for a little while.
0: No. Oh, so this, this is this is one on seventy five when Mel decides that to keep everybody like on task, she's going to put her desk out on the floor of the library. That's so weird. <laughs> it was truly weird. Truly strange. It was really strange. So like, definitely your idea. And nothing gets done. Yeah, I just love it. Okay. Well, that, like there was a time where they couldn't decide. They kind of wanted us out on the floor doing, doing all of our stuff, and they didn't want us doing any extra work on the floor. And they couldn't. They couldn't decide. Really, like, like like you know you see this a lot more at, at uh, certain library systems where basically the only desk the librarians have is out on the floor. I don't know how they ever get anything
1: done. They're having lots of good contact with patrons. I guess. In 76, we begin a sequence that ends up with the library getting max. And I'm not sure why the library got max, but we did. at this point now, you and I were on max. We had, we had, and, and maybe I just wanted to draw max. Max are much more fun to draw. We
0: couldn't, we couldn't make any more Windows jokes.
1: I guess so. I like, I like the third strip on page 76 where Mel says, because all the computers were destroyed in the windstorm, and she says, a few more days without computers won't hurt anybody. And in the background, people are chanting, burn it down, burn it all down. Sounds about right. I think you just wanted to draw Tamara on 77
0: hugging the Mac like you do. Like you hug yours. That's
1: a nice strip. Also, the, the one at the top of 77, they send, of course, they send Colleen to go off-pick computers. And she says, you think this is the wrong computer. He says, I wouldn't say that. You mean I made a good choice? That's hard to say. I don't know much about juicers. I think that's a funny line. It is good alright and yes and that's maybe I'm going to say now that at the bottom of page 77 the last buddy loves tomorrow strip so I might be wrong let's keep an eye on. you've been there. wrong so far I know Every time I you keep said thinking it. we're going to you're going to be right one of these it. times
0: 78, uh, 78 this is the lady who is so delighted at everything
1: yeah they're out there
0: yeah even the felt board
1: and even that, like even tomorrow can't handle it yes like that's how that's how eternally optimistic this person
0: yes but Dewey finally snaps her out of it yep I love that I love the top of 79 I know
1: it's stupid yeah, I remember you describing that to me, and you had to sort of like spell it all out. But it's it's a it's a, it's a random and visually very funny strip.
0: I had such a hard time getting getting one of those roll things off a <laughs> off a poster. And all I can all I can ever think. And of you is, got a comic is, out of it. All I can ever think of is condoms. That's all I can ever think of when I'm trying yeah, to roll it. Them.
1: they're basically poster condoms. I don't know
0: why I don't know why they um they bring a banana into the classrooms to teach sex ed to the kids to teach them how to put a banana to put a condom on a banana. Yeah, they should do it on a poster because it, it looks like a poster tube, right? And then take it off the poster. I guess how it should be. No, you're looking. You're, you're shaking your head.
1: I, I'm not. I'm staring at you, motionless. <laughs> there's no shaking. That's
0: that's shaking. Maybe I'm shaking. Oh, and then it's 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 Nancy. It's Nancy, no. the reading Nancy. advocacy chicken. <laughs> 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 buk,
1: buk, buk, buk. Apparently, there's a there's a children's book that has a chicken that goes book book book, and a frog that goes read it read it. No. Yep. Is it really? Yep. Okay. We heard about it. Uh, that. But this is this is so fantastic because um. It's Dewey's nice, being... They built nice chicken. Thank you. For once, Dewey's the skeptic and Mel's the nut, the the nut, and he says, and, and, you know, she's saying it's the best way to promote reading, Dewey says, that's ridiculous. And the chicken goes, book, 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 and the kid says, mom, suddenly I think I'd like to find myself a book. <laughs> so so this, this chicken is just magical. Except for Merv, book yourself. It's just magical, except with teenagers... And then it goes beautifully until the end.
0: Well, no, I, you gotta go to the top of eighty. Right. The top of eighty. We're are like Tamara hates the chicken and Dewey asks how much. And he says, I have original and extra crispy." I love that he's in the library eating chicken eating in chicken. front of the chicken. I love it. I love that so much. <laughs> it's just so wrong.
1: And then and then something finally finally cracks in the and the bird and the chicken starts going, BACAK! Bacak! And then the spell is broken, and Dewey says, If you wait long enough, you'll always see the beginning of the end. Which <laughs> is a nice summary of Dewey's sinister. Do you remember
0: the first time you saw cannibalism in the animal
1: kingdom? What? <laughs> cannibalism in the animal kingdom. You Are remember? you talking about the TV show or in life? No, in life. In life. I'm not sure I've ever seen cannibalism in life. No, no,
0: no. I mean, cannibalism in the sense of like, like I was, I was eating. I, I know what you mean. Fried I'm chicken. just saying I was never. eating fried chicken at a beach. Uh huh. And then like the seagulls start eating the chicken. And well, we, that's you not know, dangerous. It's I felt a whole
1: little, different a little queasy. species. Yeah, but it's close, It's close. To the enough. kingdom? If we ate monkey, would that be cannibalism? I think so. All right.
0: Yeah, I can't believe people actually eat
1: monkey. So page 81, whenever you see a giant wall of text like this, you can infer that there were too many pages in the book. Ah. And I had to fill the space. Also, you'll notice that the conference tips are suddenly three to a page instead of four to a page. Well, it's got to be I was basically running out the clock here.
0: Well, no, it's got to be even. Otherwise, I mean, otherwise you end up with, like, one on a page, right?
1: Yeah, but I could have, like, I could have put the introduction... I have, in other in other books, you'll see the introduction is like the first half of the page, and then there's two strips. So here, I was definitely running out the clock, <laughs> uh, because because then there's yet another thing on page eighty five. So sorry about that. So eighty two, but it was that or have a bunch of blank pages. Eighty two, top eighty two. I probably should have had a blank pages.
0: Top eighty two. You think Dewey is kidding there?
1: Yes, I think Dewey's kidding there.
0: I think he's kidding too. Okay. Okay. I love the bottom of eighty two.
1: Avoid work related metaphors.
0: How'd you like to judge me by my cover? It's, it's the female <laughs> know, Randy. It is right.
1: Oh, and she's wearing a female Randy shirt. She so
0: is. <laughs> she is. I think I'll wait for the paperback. I don't know what that means. I know. I gotta start reviewing. That's why you should speaking. avoid them. Oh, I love it.
1: So this was our chance to do a bunch of Seattle jokes. So we did. Yeah, we
0: we decided ALA Midwinter was in Seattle. Yes, point. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, they're not that good, but they're not that bad. They're okay. They're very they're very specific, which mostly mostly they aren't. Mostly our conference tips are not about a place. That's true. But these ones are. That's true.
0: And I, I think our best Seattle joke is on eighty four. Actually, it's the salmon. With the salmon, salmon Seattle. Yeah. I do. I haven't sent it to you. I I really like the middle one though on eighty four. Um, where Dewey is trying to uh, compliment the lady to give him what he wants but he hasn't actually asked her yet yes
1: yes and she says oh I'm glad you just wanted a book I thought you were trying to hit on me yeah so we're here in the book clubs and there's lots of them what would you like to talk about
0: my first one was uh, Stargirl on page 103
1: my first one's on 91 so let's do that Marooned in Real Time by Werner Vinge, um, which is a great science fiction book I've read a bunch of times it is such a complicated book to explain and I loved I loved the idea of just of like having a chart here or having like a metaphor in this case and so it's just—I've done this a few times, maybe four or five times. There's been some particularly complicated piece of science fiction, and just being able to kind of spell things out helps.
0: I, you know, I remember reading this book. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. But now there's a chart. I have no idea. To help what you it's understand it. So, so you met Vertovinji, isn't that his name? Yeah, maybe. No, you met him, and you gave him—we gave him a jacket. He was—he was at an ALA. One yeah, yeah, time, I did meet and him, and uh, he came over, and he was like, "Oh, yeah. like, like," and, and we we kind of went fanboy on. Him. Yep. What was the other book he wrote with the uh, with the dogs? Is that him?
1: yes what was that before? I will remember that title in a little while Fire, Fire Upon the Deep
0: Fire on the Deep yeah it's Fire. a great book yeah Fire Upon the Deep and there's, there's a, there's a follow up to that as well there right? is yeah really like that entirely different from Star Girl by Spinelli page 103 okay which is just a lovely a lovely story about falling in love when you're when you're like I can't remember if he's in high school or middle school oh I guess it's high school you just talking about the book yeah the book okay yeah, yeah it's great with a with girl who's kind of like very different from everybody else I just loved it, and apparently Spinelli wrote it uh, kind of as a love letter to his wife. Uh, it's just nice. It's
1: really nice. One of the things I like about our book clubs is when we when we go off in a different direction. Like this one's just there's an illustration, right? And he's talking to kids about it on page back on page 96 is "How to Surprise," "How to Survive a Robot Uprising" by Daniel H. Wilson, mm-hmm. and it's it's we put them in the middle of a robot uprising, and Dewey and and. Merv are running away from it, and that's that's really fun.
0: This takes yeah, me back it. a little bit to that that original conception we had for how this would work. You uh-huh.
1: know that? The unshelled players.
0: Yeah, where we would have like we would have like Dewey and Crew like kind of reenact scenes from a book, and yeah. that would be like the pitch for it. And yeah. then we just never got that to work, right?
1: It's it's a lot. That's a lot going on to make that happen. But once in a while, something like that is fun. We also did it with um with a zombie book. There's a, there's some sort of oh, it's World War Z. We oh. did it for World War Z, where where we put Tomorrow there, and, and and all everyone's a, everyone's a zombie, including Tomorrow. Like she, instead of saying brains, she says grains. Nice. because she's a vegan nice I just want to say about page 98 The Warrior's Apprentice by Lois McMaster-Brujold some authors inspire a more fervent breed of fandom than others and hers is one of those we got a lot this? of really no no, not in trouble in fact she was great she came up to us at Comic Con one time I said and said
0: she was at that same Comic Con but her, said, fans,
1: her fans are like nuts I guess is the word I'm looking for oh really? yeah uh, one of them is actually a guy I went to camp with years ago. Go, goes by the name Miles Verkazagon. like that's his social media name, and um, was so excited when, when he saw that
0: she seemed she seemed really delightful. Like, like
1: she was, and how could she not be delightful? Because he's one of the most delightful creations well, in fiction. No, like, she'd I mean, have you know, to be quite something. I've read this
0: book too, but like, like, like I was kind of, I was just, I was just taken aback when I met her. Like, I didn't know who she was, and we were talking to mm-hmm. her, and then I looked at her badge, and I was like, oh, like, you know, very nice yeah. to meet you, and like, we're both huge fans, and I just remember like she didn't have that. I don't know what I want to say, like like that kind of feel of like sci-fi fandomness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like George She R- did have a bit of an entourage though. But, but George R. R. Martin no, she was alone, I think. Was she alone? Yeah. yeah but, I think someone else. but George R. R. Martin was alone too at that conference. And he mm-hmm. walked up maybe like fifteen minutes later and asked us what we were doing. Yeah. And we kinda talked to him for a minute. But I remember he had like that kind of that kind of sci-fi feel. Right. To like, well he'd been like, doing it a million years too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Game of Thrones mm-hmm. on one oh five. I just wanna say it was Nancy Pearl who introduced me to a Game of Thrones.
0: I think you actually convinced me to read it,
1: and then I convinced you to read it, and then and then we convinced HBO to do a, a Is that TV. Right? Yes, yes. good pitch. So that was us.
0: One of my favorite books, *A Thief*.
1: By I was, was going to mention that. Too. Megan Whalen Turner on
0: 113. You weren't there at Comic Con when she came up, were you? No. So I was talking to her. And, and she I was, never did read this. Just this lady with her son, and she was talking to me, and her badge was turned around she said, oh, you did one of my books. And I, oh, what, like, what book did I do? And she goes, I was a thief. And I'm like, you're Megan Wayland Turner? Like, 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 I never remember author's names, right? And right. she was like, yes, yes, I am. And I was like, no way. And she flipped her badge around and it said her name on it. And I was nice. like, and I, and I I, had just read the fourth book in the series. And I was like, you know, it, just, it blew me away. It was so, so great. And I really love everything you do. And she was just like, oh. And then I gave her a T-shirt. And I just remember she was just like, huh, like, like like somebody's going all fanboy on me. It was very, very weird for her, I think, right? Yeah,
1: well, she's just walking around, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And she's not, like, a huge author. Well, she, she is to me. I don't know. Okay. She, that's she, nice. she came that's, by. It's, it's, that's nice. She's huge to you, yeah. yeah. I was going to pick this one out because it's maybe one of my favorite drawings. Like, I actually got the mood hmm. of a cell with the lighting. Like, I just got the lighting there. I don't always nail it. I did not, however, nail the word bubble sequence, but, you know, <laughs> that's hard. I think that's all I have to say about the book clubs.
0: What about? Uh, did you read Alana? I didn't. The First adventure by Tamora Pierce.
1: No. Well, we but she was. She was nice enough to provide a quote for a subsequent. Yeah, uh, she writes.
0: Course. She writes in once in a while. I haven't heard from her for a while. Uh-huh. Tamora, if you're listening to this, please, please we shoot me you. an email. But what a great book about a about a uh, young girl who wants to be a knight in a land where where girls don't become knights, and it's a whole series. It's four four great books about her like becoming a knight and then being a knight for a while just fantastic
1: oh you know I do like I really do like the book talk on page 122 what we believe but cannot prove which is a book that you read and I did not but it's a nice yeah that was a long time ago it's a nice switch we, we we use some of the quotes from the book from the the writers in the book and then we switch to our characters and uh, I just think it's it's nice and smooth and it works
0: it's funny it's funny to look at these and like go oh yeah I remember that book I have like I haven't thought about that rainfall by Barry Eisler for a while the 123 book yep or like Campoon boy by lat who's uh, an Indonesian cartoonist he's kind of the Indonesian um, He's on one twenty-five. He's an Indonesian uh, kind of Charles Schultz. He writes about his life quite a bit.
1: So I think that brings us to the end of read responsibly. Well, I just want to I want to say one All thing right. about
0: Kiki Strike, like Christopher okay. Page, uh, page one thirty-one.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, there's World War Z opposite from it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So so Kiki Strike has one of my favorite exchanges when the when the teacher in the book. I, I can very rarely quote a book. Okay. And I forget everything about a book except for like the setting and kind of the tone of the book. But Kiki Strike, I I always remember this, like when the teacher asks everybody what they want to be when they grow up. She gets the Kiki strike, and she's a little girl with like blonde hair sitting in the back of the room that nobody really notices Mm -hmm. there until then. And she says she wants to be dangerous. Nice. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. And I read it to my daughter, and she just loved that too. She always remembers that.
1: I'm just looking at World War Z, and Tamara does not say brains. She grains. She says cauliflower, and she should have said grains. That would have been funnier. (laughs) You want to go back and change it? Yeah, I remember the funnier version. Nice. All right. Thank you for joining us. We will return next time with frequently asked questions, our sixth collection. Later.